$1,000 every single hour on the program. Also have some Leonard Skinner tickets for you. Also get you hooked up with some charge tickets for their game Saturday night. Leonard Skinner, huh? Yeah, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that at 8 o'clock as we normally do Mondays at 8. And I finally got my ribs over the weekend. I had been, I had, had ribs on the mind. I could not get ribs off the mind. And I finally, now I said I was going to go out and find like three different places and like figure out like, you know, and declare a winner. You'd be surprised how hard it was to find ribs close to me that were open on Sunday afternoon. I, uh, I don't understand restaurants closing on Sunday. To me, that feels like a big eating out day. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it does. Um, even if you're church going, you're like, well, the last thing I want to do now is go home yeah. and do a kitchen and cook. Like, let's go somewhere and have somebody do it for us. You've got the time. You've got, like, family togetherness there. Like, I kind of figure eating out would be big on Sundays, but a lot of restaurants, they, uh, they make that call. Called the Ed Smokehouse. Uh, I feel like that was a number disconnected situation. Jeez. That's what the operators told me. So I don't know if that's, like, no longer a thing. Um, and then I also called Kennedy's Barbecue up near the monument. People have been telling me about that, like how good that is. And um, I, I haven't had it, so I don't know. And uh, and I believe they were they were closed yesterday. So I ended up with Hog Heaven. Um, not like I I don't mean to say that. Like I ended up like eh, and that's what I had. That's not what I mean to say. It's just I wanted more than one place that I was going to do that. I was going to get like three places and like sit down, kind of do the whole thing. But Hog Heaven had some decent ribs, man. Those were pretty good. Yeah, they're uh, they're two thumbs up if you ask me. I like Hog Heaven. Yeah, it was pretty good. So uh, so I was able to you know tackle that. I uh, also coming up seven thirty this morning. We'll hear from Hillary Clinton at the Grammys, which I don't, dude. We'll get into this a little bit more at seven thirty. But why do people still think? parading this woman who I'm going to call a two-time loser out is the right call. I don't I have been on this since she lost the election. Move on. I, it was going to be such a big problem when Trump wasn't going to accept the, the the results of the election, right? That was going to be a big problem. We were all up in arms about that. All of us left-leaning people were all up in arms about that. Meanwhile, dude, the leftist now won't let the poster girl for loser go. I don't understand this. It um, It's definitely a head scratcher to me in the sense of like, why would you want to hold on to something that's already lost? It's not like you can like revitalize. Twice. You can't revitalize that corpse. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the purpose of like defending or standing next to or like continuing to support? I, I don't get that. Here's idea. why it makes me crazy is that and what is that when Barack Obama ran the first time is when I wanted a Hillary Clinton presidency, right? Truthfully, what I really wanted all the way back then was a Joe Biden presidency. I just knew Joe would never win the presidency, right? So when it became Hillary and Barack, I was like, all right, we're ready for a woman. I've been on the we're ready for a woman since like 2007. You can go back and check the records. Like I've been on that for a, for a long time, much like I was very, very early on gay marriage. I was like, dude, guys, what are we talking about here? Right. And I was very early on in women president. As a matter of fact, I'm the guy who always says on the radio, dude, that women aren't equal to men, that they're far superior. So, like, I've been ready for this for a while, but she couldn't take down Barack Obama that time. And then she couldn't take down Trump this time. How many more? It's not three strikes and you're out. It's baseball. This is politics. You're supposed to get your clock cleaned once and nobody Dude, where's Michael Dukakis. Right. Like, do you get your clock cleaned and then nobody ever hears from you ever again? That's the way this goes. Why are we dragging the bones of this woman? out every chance we get and i think it's dangerous because i think what they're doing is is convincing this crazy person that she has a chance to do this again 
it um it seems like a practice in what do I want to say in 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 self defeat mode here. Like it just seems like you're just setting yourself up to trip yourself up. Like you're throwing hurdles in front of yourself. I agree. It it, it, it really has been a bit of a head scratcher for me for me as well. As a left leaning person who did not vote for the current president, voted for Hillary begrudgingly. By the way, didn't really love my decision. Just kind of felt like I was forced into it. Okay. Like as a left-leaning person, if if this if these elections are so important, and if and if a Donald Trump presidency is so dangerous and it's so awful and such a threat to all these things, even though I'm I'm not sure yet, we we don't totally know all that yet. I know a lot of the hysteria says that. We'll wait and see. If it's that bad, then why aren't you taking this as seriously as you're trying to tell me I should be and finding the person to actually rally around? These are entertainers as opposed to like yeah, politicians. These, these are the ones constantly running their mouths about who needs to be the politician, which, by the way, if I'm the next Democratic candidate for presidency, I'm telling every last celebrity, keep your ass away from me. You had LeBron, you had Jay-Z, you had all these people in her camp and she got smoked. Maybe that's the whole thing is like, hey, yeah, you can have Hillary Clinton for as long as you want to. Serious candidates right now don't want to be a part of that. Okay, now if that's it, I will love that. I find that that's probably not likely. I find that that, that, that would be great, but I find that to be not likely. I do not buy that that's the system. It, it, that seems to me too, that's a too good to be true scenario. But quit parading this woman out to read from her book. And I'll, again, we'll get into more of this at 730. But she's a complete and utter waste. She's proven it time and time again. She cannot do it. It's time for us to move on. If it's that important, if Trump is this big, bad, mean bully, and we better all get away from it, then let's start Right now, I want to get a recap of the Royal Rumble, which I did not watch, but I know Fantone did. (laughs) I know Fantone did because his tweets were all about it yesterday. So we'll get a recap of that after we hook you up at this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard Dick Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Radio Show. Online for you, WRQK.com. I'm going to talk to Scott from Winning for Next Year at 8 o'clock. However, first at 7 o'clock, your next opportunity to get hooked up with $8,000. So I saw you, Fantone, yesterday yep. all excited. Yeah. About the Royal Rumble. Indeed. Now, was that a. Now, I know you are a member of the WWE Network. Of course. So, was the Royal Rumble. A, is that a pay per view? Well, I mean, pay per view in the sense of that's what WWE still continues to call like their flagship events there. But pay per view doesn't really exist in the same capacity anymore. They don't sell them via pay per view like they used to. It's now you have to sign up for the WWE Network. That's the exclusive way to get that content. Or you don't get to see it at or all. You, or you don't get to watch it. So, they don't it. do one time rentals. Not as far as I know, and I don't think they have for a couple years, too. And at first, everyone was kind of like, bad idea, dude. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're cutting off a $30 purchase for a $10 purchase there. Um, but it made sense to me, and it worked for me because it was always in my mind, well, it's like, well, dude, 30 bucks is a lot. 10 bucks, not that much. Yeah, over the course of a year, it's 120 But, like, to me, it just always felt like, well, I'll give you that, but I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you thirty bucks twelve times over the course of the year. No, it, I mean it does. It, it it it's it's one of those things why things are nine ninety nine, not ten dollars, because you know what I mean. You kind of just kind of like trick the human mind into spending the money. And you're right, you can nickel and dime yourself over a year at one hundred twenty dollars. I'll do it a thousand right. times over a bunch of stupid things. Now, 
did it hold up? Like, did, are you happy? Because, dude, I, I mean, the amount of tweets I saw from people yesterday on this, it was like the biggest thing in the world. Royal Rumble is definitely my favorite pay-per-view event. Like, it's my favorite WWE thing. I think it's just cool. Um, and last night was two big old thumbs up. Uh, a lot of cool things happened last night. Um, but the big overwhelming story of the evening uh, was the Women's Royal Rumble, which was actually the, um, the the main event. Usually it's like, you know, the women's stuff happens earlier in the evening. Last night, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, uh, it was the main event. And not debuting in the match, per se. How 2018 of them. The, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've, they've made a big point, and recently it's like emphasizing the talent of their women. Here, here's what's very funny about this, is that if 15 years ago, 10 even... Vince makes the women's events the main event. He gets called sexist because you're just playing off the fact that young boys want to watch two hot girls wrestle. Now in 2018, because your business is so masculine, you do this, and now he's going to be lauded as progressive. Well, at the very least, 10 years ago, the women were treated differently. It was like, yo, this is a bra and panties match where chicks were just taking clothes off of each other, where now it's like they're actually competing with each other, like they're actually having like matches with moves and stuff like that. I mean, that's a good point, too. However, I think even if it wasn't bra and panties, it would have just been, it would have been sold different. But now because I think there are groups out there who feel like they're forcing this change out of these kinds of companies that they're going to like it versus they would have found a way to dislike it years ago. They kind of the WWE really kind of has led the way I feel like in, in, in that where they've they've I think kind of been ahead of that curve where they started doing this before they were backed into it. I really do think that and it was probably three four years ago this started really before a lot it, of other pushing. Well, began. that was smart because their business has been based on races and like I mean. Dude, the amount of like insensitivity in the characters and like the mic skills back and forth between the wrestlers was eventually going to be called out. I can't believe it hasn't been called out more honestly. To be <laughs> to be like real frank with you, I like, think it's because a lot of people do view it to be so fake. You know um, what I mean? Like a movie like that. Yep. Like The Rock doesn't get in trouble for what his character in a movie does. Ah, but I mean, don't don't movies get in trouble? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't artists get in trouble now for the art as opposed to more than ever? Right. Like more I mean, than ever. I, I, think, I think people have a much harder time of separating the two. Was so. Trish Stratus the chick in the in, in like the main event? Oh yeah. I mean, there was 30 chicks in the main event. Oh, because so. they had a whole full blown Royal Rumble too. Yeah, they had a full Royal Rumble. So I mean, Trish Stratus was there. A whole bunch of like people. I from, saw her. People from previous, you know, uh, generations. I she guess. Of, I mean, Trish Stratus was there. Kelly Kelly was there. Michelle McCool was there. Is like that, there was, there was a million of them. Was that AJ chick there? Uh, no, AJ Lee was not there last night. She's like full blown porn star now. Um, or, is she? Is she? Uh, well, she did a GDP film. Okay, okay. I mean, she's done. I know they did. They, like they had found like her stuff, but then she went and did like a. She's done at least two like. Full blown porn shoots. Um, they uh, she's hot that woman. Yeah, I mean, dude, just a, 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 she's a, crazy hot. Just just thirty, pretty much, you know, ridiculously hot women coming out to the ring. Um, but after it was all said and done, um, they've got this new chick. Her name's Asuka, and she's Japanese, and she was the one who won the Royal Rumble. She's like pretty badass. Uh, but shortly thereafter, she's in the ring celebrating, kind of you know doing that whole thing, and you hear the music go off, and you see her name come up in lights. And it says, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. And really? she comes out. Leather jacket in, 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 in tow. She looks like she's the hot rod. She looks like Roddy Piper coming out to the ring. Uh, she comes out kind of, uh, what do I want to say? Did she wrestle? No, she didn't wrestle, but she's going to. Like She's now officially 100% contract signed I WWE. heard the contract got signed. Yeah. yeah. Smart for both parties here. 
However, it just... I mean, I guess maybe she is. But is she still the draw? I don't think she's still the draw that she was. She's good enough for WWE in the sense of like... Yeah, let's put her on the brand, but I don't think she's nearly what she was two years ago. No, I mean, she hasn't won a fight in two years. Right. I mean, that doesn't take away name power, I guess, but like, because let's be real, between her, Conor McGregor, Brock Lesnar, those are the big three draws of MMA recently. Yeah. Those are the names that can pull over a million by themselves just being on, on the card, right? Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, like it makes sense to bring her into the fold there, especially when you consider Lesnar's like success. But well, and she fits your brand. I mean, she's not necessarily she's no longer viewed as a even though it's kind of crazy, but she's not kind of viewed as a legit fighter anymore because she kind of got exposed as like not being the most dominant female there is. Now, I still think she was damn good for the sport, and she did yeah. enough She did enough to be applauded, Ronda Rousey did. They did crown her a little too early. So there's a little bit of like that where it's like people are like, well, yeah, that's where she should go. You know what I mean? She's kind of a faker, kind of got shown as such. And so you go over there. Now, I think that that's a little too hot take well, for my personal opinion. I mean, I, I, I think you're going to see more and more athletes, probably from MMA, but even from beyond MMA, people who are like, yo, all right, I necessarily can't go out there and perform at a peak level in MMA or football or whatever the case is, um, but I still can go do something Scripted. that... Well, I can, I can still go do something that like gives me that sense of competition, that gives me that physical job without having to like go out there and, and, and well, you know... physical job, I'll grant you. I don't think any former fighter will view it as like my competition fires being stoked when a writer wrote it six months ago what you're going to do. Better better than sitting at home is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like the yeah. activity, yes. I don't think that, that if, you, if you were a competitor, that, that I don't think joining the WWE would quench that thirst... Because it's not really competitive. You have a Ronda for me? Here she is. Oh, nice. So I guess this is for real now, huh? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah, I can't, I can't even believe I'm convincing myself right now. So thank you for reiterating what I was just telling myself. <laughs> how was tonight? She does not sound pumped. How did I feel? No, how she tonight? sounds like how drunk. Listen to her, dude. I, I, I don't have words at all. I, I, I I'm like, this is the most overstimulated I've ever been in my life. and See, that's crazy. I'm just, I'm still processing it. I mean, there's people yeah, she's me, like, screaming, and I've never been less articulate in my life. <laughs> that's much. true. I'm so happy. I, like, I don't have words for it, and I usually have words for everything. <laughs> this has never happened before. I don't know. Next question. Oh, my God. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like, for a that? for a woman who's had a microphone shoved in her face yeah. after like losing fights, being knocked out, all this other stuff, like can can talk at any time. Normally, is one of the better things she's at. One of the things she's better at is kind of communicating, kind of pulling you into the fold of her. Man, that was a big misstep. Yeah, I mean on ESPN too. Like, I mean, just like, it, 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 and she wasn't in the ring right there. It wasn't like she was out of her element. Like, this was just her doing an interview, like standing backstage, and she just couldn't get her words together. She just about wow. what? Dude, what? a little later, uh, a little later in the show, we'll slow Ronda Rousey down and, <laughs> and really make her sound drunk. Because, dude, I'm pretty sure she was hammered there. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069, 1069.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Spent the uh, the commercial break researching something that said had been said on the program. Turns out I was wrong. It was not AJ Lee, is that that woman from the WWE that has turned porn star. I'm having a hard time finding whose name it actually is. Are you talking about Sonny? She started doing No, porn. it's a brunette who kind of looks like AJ Lee, although the woman's a lot. Uh, people sent me some pictures of AJ Lee, and AJ Lee's not really all that hot. Um... I don't know. I, I know China I, did porn, but I don't I think that's who you're thinking of. I, I don't know. Sometimes those guys will lie. Like the one time they had said, you know, this is Bernie Kosar's daughter. I mean, they actually said it and it wasn't. Oh, I thought that was. No, I think that's gone back and forth like six times. Okay. And sometimes they lie and be like, you know, this is so-and-so, this person. You know, I, so I don't know. I don't know who's telling me the truth. All I know is that that girl that was on that film was super hot. And she's a lot better looking than AJ Lee happens to be here in these 10 photos have been sent. Speaking of, uh, oh, you still have that rounder, right? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, dude, slow this down. I think she's just, dude, even before I think she's drunk. I I don't have words at all. (laughs) I'm like, this is the most overstimulated I've ever been (laughs) in my life. Welcome to the Friday Ottery. I'm so processing it. I mean, there's people behind me, like, screaming, and <laughs> I've never been less articulate in my life. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm so happy, I, like, I don't have words for it, and I usually have words for everything. <laughs> this never happened before. I don't know. Like, next question. Oh yeah, she, she's obviously hammered, right? Like, people try to tell me, oh, you know, maybe she's just excited. It's like this woman has been a champion in a fighting series, multiples. Like, had, dude, didn't she? Wasn't she in the Olympics? Like, so, dude, yeah. if, if the Olympics don't don't shake Ronda Rousey, I'm sorry, dude. Neither does the Royal Rumble. Like, she's hammered. I um I I I I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. I I guess I've never really like watched her do interviews, so I don't know if she's all that great. But like that that it just it was it was as soon as I watched it, I was just like, what? Like how how are you going to step off one of the biggest moments that you've had in your career? And you're right. I mean Olympics, MMA, but still like this is like a new chapter and like a huge moment for you. Oh, as you. far as her celebrityism yeah, goes, this is like, the biggest thing she's and, done. And then you go into like blah, 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 words. I don't have them. Like what are you, what are you, what are you doing, yeah. lady? Now I'm not gonna tell she's the greatest like fighter at like the interview but she's normally more articulate than that she uh she i don't think she had that great of a debut last night i know a lot of people are excited about it it felt lackluster but more than anything i mean like you didn't like fight like you didn't look like a badass and that's part of the problem like if you're gonna come out there she came out there and kind of like chested up with people yeah, and the leather jacket like and she's then, pinky tuscadero and then shook hands with stephanie mcmahon and it was just like no dude like break someone's arm or like punch somebody in the face yeah, but that's or, like, not on her like, right well i mean her or whoever I mean like well, not end, her or whatever it's the guy who decides what happens well I mean I, I don't know if she has like you know control like in her in her storylines I mean plenty of guys have like say in what they do and how they how they come out so like it's it's I mean I would imagine that she did not have that ability at the end of the day it just it wasn't that great of a debut for I her. think what they were trying to do is hold her off is you hear you get a little bit of it, but if we let her fight now, then the first time she fights is no longer special. Royal Rumble already special, already kind of have that thing going on, where if we allow you know Ronda to fight now or she does anything, we kind of blow our load. Where if we wait, 
and now all of a sudden, now you're on the edge of your seat. I would imagine most people are. I'm, I could care less. I'm not going to watch it either way. I think the whole thing's kind of stupid. But if, you're, but if you're a fan of said brand, I would imagine now that there's a little bit of, like, you took me halfway there. Now I want to see what happens when she actually does lay it down. Although, spoiler, I bet she wins. Your next shot at $1,000 is right around the corner. Hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you. WRQK.com. But dude, a guy is like really mad at me. Okay. Because uh, I've given, and I'm going to leave them nameless for this particular subject. But I have, uh, I've been pretty open and honest about a pizza place here in town that I love. Okay. Right? Pretty close to my house. Downtown. Right? Should be easy to figure out who it is there. He's like, dude, you're nuts. That pizza was terrible. It's like, I would rather have a frozen pizza. I ordered it just the way you get it with the same toppings. He's like, never again. It's like, I just had to tell you that. And, like, and I said to him, I was like, dude, either you're crazy or you had a bad experience at a restaurant, which can happen. It can happen. I, now, I've been there 400 times in the four years I've lived there, and I've never had one. So... I, I don't know. Or maybe we just like different things. Yeah, I was going to say, like, certainly at any restaurant, you can swing and miss. A restaurant that you can go to, say it's awesome every time. Occasionally, you're going to get something out of the kitchen that just didn't come together correctly. That happens. Or, like, this is the definition of an opinion. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, dude, sorry it sucked, dude. He was, he, was, he was really mad about it. He's unhappy about it. I think he's nuts. I think he's nuts. There's not another place I would choose to have over that. There are other places I like. I would not make a choice for that. We'll get into this Hillary audio from the Grammys around 7.30. However, over the weekend, a couple of fatalities over a Maslin standoff where two men now are dead. Police were called out to 24th Street after a woman had said that her husband had been shot while standing outside another building on their property. So cops show up, and Dustin Woods, 33, that was her husband, on the ground with a gunshot wound to his head. They moved him to a safe uh, place, and then later then taken to the hospital. The resident of the detached building sorry, was William McCullough, 73, and he had been renting that building from the Woods family, right? Okay. And they could not tell the cops when they first got there if the 73-year-old man was still in the residence. So they called out SWAT, and... Um, after talking with him a little bit, they were able to determine that he was, in fact, there. So about 1230, police then heard a single gunshot from inside the home and found McCullough with a self-inflicted injury. So he shot Mr. Woods and then shot himself. He was also taken to the hospital. Now, they um, did some surgeries. Despite treatment, both Woods and McCullough had died from their injuries. Massam police detectives are still gathering evidence and information in relation to the incident. Um, still under investigation. They're trying to figure out like what started this. Obviously, the guy was renting a building from them, so it's. I think it would be easy to start to, you know, figure, you know, to you know, start making claims like, wow, well, maybe it was rent related, maybe it was terms, maybe it was noise related. As you know, you, you know, you're yes, we're renting you a place, but it's on our property. There may have been some of that. I would imagine. Um, you know, my family owns uh, you know multiple homes that we rent out, and dude, renters, it, stuff can get bad. Like it can get. 
it, it can get heated really fast. Yeah, unless you're like a company, it seems to me like for a family to do that, that seems like a lot of work and a lot of stress. Anytime I see that, like where it's like, yeah, I just own this house and, and you know, rent it out. It just seems it seems like a lot. to me. It's, it it's one of those things where you're not making a lot of money while you're renting it. You're 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 banking on the fact that you're going to make money when you finally move it. Finally, but, yeah. but but it's nothing but a headache the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a headache trying to find people who are going to be good renters, you know, on a financial level. But then you've got to deal with people who treat your house like crap and like oh, who just dude. don't necessarily care. Like, so my mom has that place in Aurora Shores, the house essentially I grew up in, and she refuses to let it go, like just refuses to let it go. My brother and I, multiple times, have been like, maybe we're ready, like maybe maybe let's do this. And it's just it's my dad's house, and so I don't think she wants to move. I think she knows she's probably closer to death than not, so she doesn't want to have to like see it happen. Okay, and she understands like the moment after my brother and I put her in the ground, we're going to sell it. Right, like I think that's that, that's kind of what she knows, but. Now, from what I understand, my brother has a pretty decent renter in it now. Even though I'm the one that lives here, he kind of deals with that more than I do. And from what I understand, they have a pretty decent renter in there now. But once upon a time, my mom had like had a guy in there who had like four kids. And we, she had rented him the house because he was looking for a good school district. And at that point, Twinsburg was still a, a better school district than some others in the area. I don't know how they fare now. But this is going back some years now. And... We just, you know, she just made the mistake of assuming that a guy with, you know, kids who were looking for good school districts meant that you would take care of where you live. No. And so next thing you know, he ends up moving out of the house and my brother took a tour of it, came home to Ohio to take a tour of it. And he was like, Dan, you won't believe what has happened in here. I mean, there were like huge two by three foot holes in like, you know, uh, living room walls and they were living in this. And, like, I understand that people are going to have different standards of, like, what you view as clean, what you view as appropriate, what you view as, like, acceptable for your home. But, like, there's a level of just, like, God, dude, this should be contaminated. Um, so, yeah, man, I, 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 I guess, like, from your mom and the purpose of, of, of maybe nostalgia or just wanting to hold on to something that she, that she feels like she doesn't want to let go. That's all it is. But from, like, a, from a financial aspect or, like, from the headache, dude, that's what, that just seems like a terrible life to me. So like after a, that guy, then we put another couple in there who had moved into the place before we had, we had agreed on, kind of set up camp, refused to get out, and then every month it was a hassle to track the rent down. I mean, it was a hassle. I had to get on the phone with this guy and like threaten legal action and like that it dude it would get heated and words were exchanged and I kept telling this guy I'm like dude I'm just telling you the last thing you want is my brother getting on a plane from Las Vegas and coming here cuz he will literally turn you upside down and shake the money out of your effing pockets. Pay me the money. It was such a dude. It's honestly, it's more hassle than it's worth. Once you get, once you get into somebody's lived there for a while too, I know it gets harder and harder to evict them, and it's oh, not as. Do they have more rights than you? It's not just as easy, and which is just you know, it, which it, is insane. Which is just more more evidence of like God, dude, and like I guess to me as a renter, I've always thought like, well, I, I don't know, I have to pay because if I don't pay, they're gonna kick me out. But I could just be like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna pay. I think it. I, I think you would be surprised how difficult that 
can be in certain situations. Now, you, I fear, much like me, would have terrible luck. Like you try to like pull like no, I'm not, you know, not doing it. <laughs> try to pull the I'm not doing it move, and next thing you know, you look like the Monopoly dude with your pockets turned out. You know so what I mean? Bitch. Just standing on the street corner because I think you just have luck, like I do, like that. I um I uh I obviously we're going off a lot of ifs ands and buts when it comes to this story out there in Maslin. I um I, I I the thing that surprised me is it was the older man that had killed the younger man. When I first read mm. this story, I thought it was going to be the opposite. Like I was kind of like, well, what, wait, what happened here? I was confused about it. Ah, uh, see, I could see. Uh, for me, I would have always had it as the older guy. Um, maybe feel threatened by the young, youthful stud. Okay. Um, and, and again, a lot of speculation here, but maybe, I mean, 73, maybe there's a little dementia here. Um, you know, maybe right. there's some things like that. So, like, a confusing situation. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, so I always had it as the older guy. At the very least, F it, I'm old, I'm going to die soon. I don't care about consequences nearly as much. Not thinking about right. the ramifications of my actions. Yeah, mm. I could absolutely see that. We will play you this audio from Hillary Clinton at the Grammys after giving you this right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. When you get in a car accident, the first thing you think is, I can't believe this idiot just hit me. The second thing you think is, where am I going to get this fixed at? I want it done fast and I want it done right. And that's where North Canton Collision comes in. No matter what type of accident you've been in, big or small, North Canton Collision fixes them all. You can call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason right now at 330-499-5171. And those guys will be glad to give you a no-cost estimate on your repair. Again, it's North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Fantone, I actually have a, um, I have a suggestion for you. Okay. I have a, you know what? It's a recommendation versus uh, on something you should watch. A suggestion sounds like, you know what's wrong with you? A couple <laughs> things, but all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not that at all. All right. But I watched something. I watched the first episode of something on last night. It was like a, like, like a miniseries, six episodes. It's on Netflix that I think you would really enjoy. It's called Dirty Money. I've seen previews for that. And uh, the episode I watched, there's like six of them. And actually, I think the last one's about the current president and uh, how he built his empire and all that. But the first one was all about a car company who back in the day had been like pimping to the American consumers like, look, we're going to clean up diesel. We have the TDI diesel engine. And they had been lying about the emissions that those cars were putting out. And they had like rigged the the the. like the testing in the lab, but when you took the car out on the road, it had like on average four times the emissions that, or I think it was 40 times the emissions that it was reported to have in the lab. So that was an issue. So they get kind of busted doing it. And then to fix it, they, I, I guess they implemented this thing and it's called a div. A defeat device, which okay. is essentially you're creating a device to, to defeat a test of the emissions. So okay. instead of like actually working the engine around, they just found like a like we'll put this thing in there and it'll make it look like this, right? Okay. All right. So they get busted doing it and then tell people we've made all the changes. We're fine. We've made all the changes. When in reality, they just went and changed how the defeat device itself worked. And I was sitting there on the couch asking myself the question like, "So what is this? 
Like, does something happen when you start to run companies on this level where unless you're screwing people over, you're not being satisfied? Remember how much effort it took sometimes in school to, like, cheat and, like, how much, like, you would put into it and, like, you'd sit there and you'd write down this little piece of paper, all the information, and it's like, well, why don't you just study? If you put that much effort into studying, you'd be fine. Very much like how the criminal life is sold to you in movies as like the easy way out when in reality drug dealers oh. and car thieves and do they work harder than you and I uh, will ever work right and for less money dude it's a minimum wage job just like anything else dude just out there <laughs> grinding sure. on a regular basis and not making that much cash doing it um is that business is that company is that are they still are they still making their products so are they still doing oh it? yeah no they're back okay. they're, they're back full full swing they're a german car company okay Um, Okay. All right. They're a German car company, which again, they do kind of get into in that whole thing, you know, about the history of the company a little. Like, I know the Germans got that black eye. Yeah. (laughs) No, they've got it. I I know there's that black eye, but dude, the engineering that came out of that region is remarkable. Like, when you think about all the things that they have put forth in the engineering world, in the engines, and, the, you know, the design, and, like, that kind of stuff, it's a little remarkable what that end of the world did. I think a big part of it was just born out of necessity there. After getting your ass handed to you in two world wars and having to, like, rebuild yourself and rebuild your, you know, you needed engineering. You needed that. That's like, fair. there was, there was, it was, you really had no other option at that point. But I think you'll really enjoy that because it's it all, it's called Dirty Money. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's about six episodes. And again, it's a different business every episode. And they kind to get into like how big business is running amok unchecked right. at all times right, right. and like how ultimately that's probably not best for all of us. Nope, there's got to be a balance there. There's got to be, you don't, want, you don't want either side unchecked there. You need it to have was, someone, uh, someone regulating. But there was moments where I was watching it on the couch like, guys, you've been caught. So now, my well, point being is, you've been caught. Right. So did you think they weren't going to look again? Well, I mean, but that just goes to show you, yes, and it's like the, 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 you know, the ego of a company to be like, no, well, who cares if we got cheating? We'll do it again and nothing's going to stop us. Um, but if you've got nothing checking you, if you've got nothing balancing you, if there's no negative consequence to your action, you're not going to change them. Now, what I will say is you got to be careful with documentaries because there's a reason why they were put out. And it's the person who's telling you the story is selling you their side of it. Yeah. Right. So there's and so I, I don't want to walk away from it going, they're all bad and this filmmaker's all great. Because in reality, I don't really know that obviously. At the end of the day, it, well, you put dramatic music behind anything and you like put like questions and like, well, could this be the case? And you're like, Well, of course it's the case. All signs point to yes, and you're like, You don't know. Can you anything. believe what they're doing to that whale? It's like <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, right. yeah, I, I wasn't an know. idiot before Blackfish. I kind of figured like he didn't hop in that tank all on his own. Like, I kind of figured on that. Now, it was also impressive. Ah, impressive is not the right word. I don't want anybody walking away thinking. But they were able to take something that was essentially designed and influenced by Adolf Hitler and then sold it to the counterculture of America, like the hippies. Like, and that was remarkable to me, too, because they kept talking about it. They were like, yeah, here's this thing that was kind of created by what most people consider to be the face of evil and then sold to, like, the hippie generation, like, peace and love people in America. And I was like, you're kind of right. How did they do that? How did they go from that to that? It was a very interesting watch. I know as a guy who kind of likes stuff yeah, like that, I think you'll sure. really dig that. So Hillary Clinton showed up to the Grammys last night. I guess she, well, she, she kind of did, like, a, what, a phoner? She, she had a video? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think she was there 
person. I think it was just her uh, her doing a video with James Corden. She, I'm sure she was asked to do this and then agreed. I'm sure she didn't like like wave her hands up and be like, hey, no, I want to do this. Let, let's find a way to make this happen. But I believe she was probably asked and then had done it and her and James Corden had kind of had this back and forth. It's her, James Corden, and a couple of other celebrities. You'll hear Snoop Dogg, John Legend, a few oh, others yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. A couple yeah. other jump in. Fire and Fury spoken word auditions. Take one. Trump won't read anything. He gets up halfway through meetings with world leaders because he is bored. Cut! It's John Legend. It's wonderful. It just feels a bit too smooth. I don't think it's going to work. No. Next! Okay. His comb over, semicolon. Share. The color was a product called Just for Men. The longer it was left on, the darker it got. Impatience resulted in Trump's orange blonde hair color. Cut. Trump did not enjoy his own and Obviously, Snoop. He started to get angry and hurt that stars were determined to embarrass him. I definitely wasn't there. Cut. Spoken word, Cardi B. If Trump was not having his 6.30 dinner with Steve this, Bannon, this is Cardi B, right? Lacking, yeah. He was in bed by that time with a cheeseburger. I don't get her. Why am I even reading this? I can't believe this. I can't believe that he really. This how he lives his life. Oh, sweetheart. He recommended the housekeeper staff were picking up his shirt from the floor. If my shirt is on the floor, it's because I want it on the floor. Another one. It's sweet of best. It's DJ Cabin. Matter of fact, this is the best spoken word album in the game. I'm finally going to win my Cut. Grammy. So this isn't going to work. Next. It's not going to work. Everything I do works. Stand by. Take one. He had a longtime fear of being poisoned. One reason why he liked to eat at McDonald's. Nobody knew he was coming, and the food was safely pre-made. That's it. We've got it. That's the one. You think so? Oh, yeah. The Grammy's in the bag? In the bag. <laughs> so there we go. So now, again, I'm sure James Corden probably reached out. Who did, did he, he like host the Grammys? Was he the host? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So I'm sure he probably reached out and asked. And she, of course, then said, well, yeah, let's do it. And I, I, I touched on this to open the show this morning. It's like, remember how much of a problem it was going to be if the current president, Donald Trump, refused the results of the election? Remember how big of a problem that was going to be? Well, now here we have, I believe, a candidate who lost not once but twice refusing the results of an election. And I think it's a problem. I do. I think it's a problem for the party. Well, she's not saying that, like, hey, this this election was bunk or anything like that. She's accepted the election. She's just not going away. She's not going away. Well, that, to me, is accepting the results of the election. Because what we're doing in this country now with this woman, who has proven to be a little nuts, is we're now feeding into her crazy that she should run again. I've been saying for six months, she thinks she can run again, and everybody's like, no, 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 she knows better. And it's like, ah, guys, I don't think she does know better. Well, if the Democratic Party's so bunk and so bad and so messed up and so terrible, like, isn't that a good thing from the general American perspective of like, well, good, if, if, if that's what you think's best, then run your, run your loser out here again, and we'll have another eight, four years of President Trump. I mean, like, is, you know, it, it, shouldn't that be almost celebrated? I'm not looking to celebrate it. I'm looking to win. 
And this is my problem with her, dude, is that she's a two-time loser. She can't win. She can't beat the grab him by the vagina guy. It's time for the left to stop acting so goddamn swarmy. If these things are so important, then win, finally. Win. And they can't do it because they're always so bum-fuzzled about what's going on around them. When in reality, quit propping up this woman who was a nightmare of a candidate. Now, granted, I don't think much more of the other guy. But, dude, this woman had her issues. Like, had her issues. You could make the argument that if you had somebody who did not have the baggage that Hillary Clinton had had during this election, they would have ran circles around him. You could make that argument. I don't know if it's right or not, but you could make it. She brought in a ton of her own baggage, whether it be victim blaming over her husband's wildly irresponsible sexual actions in this country. Wildly. That guy is a total creep. You don't call him slick willy for nothing. He's a creep. And she victim shamed. She did all this. She called black young men super predators. She was against gay marriage till 2014. She brought a nightmare of issues with her and were propping her up as if she's the Messiah. Still, And I don't think that this is why they don't understand. This is why the average person thinks James Corden and John Legend are dumb. This is why most people are going like, dude, this is why this is why you this is why you lose. But I mean, isn't that isn't that just isn't that just bolstering the Republican side then? I mean, I guess at this I'm point, I'm not looking to bolster their side. Are you looking to bolster? I mean, what are you looking I, to do? I, I'm here? looking. I'm looking. I was looking for somebody from the left side of things who was reasonable to win. That's what I was looking for. That's why I begrudgingly voted for her, because I am more that way than I am the other way. Although anymore, you guys are trying to put dude. I. Anymore, I'm starting not to recognize everybody over there, so I almost want to go to the other side. I mean, side. And I think that's kind of the that's kind of if there's anything to be said here, if you're looking at it from the perspective of somebody who's anti-Hillary Clinton, which it seems like a lot of people are, it's like, well, then good, keep bringing her out because then you'll continue to keep losing. Therefore, we will continue to win our side. Like, I, I think no, but dude, you're talking to the Republicans who don't like her. I'm talking to the left-leaning people like me who don't like her, who now think that he has a great do. I'm telling you again, I don't know if he'll win re-election, but if you run those two candidates again, I think he wins easy. I don't think that's debatable. I think 100% you're correct. So that's what I'm saying is, and I've been saying since the election, find me the grown-up that I can wrap my arms around and I can say, oh, here's why we're going to be okay. Because we have the system in place. I um, I, I, I certainly think that there's plenty of, of issues with her and I think that might be a part of the reason why she is being used when it comes to stuff like this as opposed to being on for separation. actual news organiz- on actual news stuff. Instead of her instead of her being like the, 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 the spokesperson for the Democratic Party right now, it's like, yeah, go do the award show. We find, we, that's not working for us anyway. Fine. Go do that. We'll be over here doing adult work. Okay. I don't hate that idea except for the fact that, dude, they use these political shows as the political movement and message maker. That's what they always do. That's what these things always were. Before this thing even ran last night, I could have told you it was going to be anti-conservative. But, but but you're looking at it from the left versus the actual DNC, the actual party. I'm saying from like a party perspective, not just like, hey, here's people who agree with us. I'm saying from the perspective of like, hey, do we want to put the person that we don't know if they're ready to step up yet and maybe put them out into the spotlight too quick. No, let Hillary Clinton go do that, dude. Who cares? Like a lightning rod. Like, who cares, dude? She's already done. She's dead. You can't beat a dead horse anymore. Instead of having, instead of having, you know, Cory Booker go out there and then everyone being like, nobody cares what celebrities think, Cory Booker. It's like, no, let Hillary Clinton take
take that heat. Take the bullets. Take that heat. And then when Cory Booker comes out, it's like, no, dude, I've been working. I think Cory Booker probably didn't do himself any favors with the losing his mind video that came out the other day where he was like, I mean, damn near crying and all that stuff. I mean, dude, he went a little Howard Dean in that video the other day. I think Cory Booker probably shot a hole in his own boat there. And I'm a Cory fan. I've always been a Cory fan. I mean, any any other, I guess, Democrat in that position, not just necessarily Cory Booker. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because he is the one everybody's kind of looking to right now. But I think, honestly, I think he became a little unhinged. Now, these things are long cycles. You can come back from a lot of stuff. You catch moments momentum at the right time and you can win an election. It doesn't matter really who you are, what you've done, what you've said, who you slept with. We've proven that. None of that stuff really matters. You catch the right momentum on your side of things at the right time and the election is yours. It's just, you know, I saw a comedian tweet this and I I wish I knew his name. I wish I had his name because I want to be able to give him credit. But he said Hillary Clinton is the most celebrated runner-up in this world's history. And it's true. It's like, why are we lauding this woman where she couldn't beat Barack Obama the first time and couldn't beat Donald Trump the second time. She's a two-time loser. Like, enough is enough already. Like, and this is why, and people are going to say, now I'm not going to go so far as to say, see, this is why Trump won. But if you don't think America's getting sick and tired of you throwing her out there and saying, see, we're still so much smarter than you, the rest of America. We're still so much smarter than you. As I'm sitting here in a borrowed $30,000 suit and $2 million worth of borrowed jewelry, I'm going to preach to you about how unfair the world is while I while I try to show you how much smarter I am by parading this loser around. You look ridiculous. And people are shocked to find out that middle America, regular everyday Americans who are just trying to do their nine to five and send their kids to Kent State are, are like hate these people. We're shocked that, that, that we loathe them and that nobody wants to see their movies or listen to their music after all of this? We're shocked by that? Because you're constantly looking down your nose at me like you're so much smarter, yet you have your arms wrapped around a chick who couldn't beat the grab him by the vagina guy. And that's why people like me, who are reason-minded on this side of the aisle, just barely, are looking at you like you're crazy and you have to change your systems. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. And we'll have $1,000 for you after we talk to Scott from Winnie for next year at 8 o'clock. I, uh, I read something that I think is um, does not mention what... So I read an article, and they don't mention something that I think will eventually be... Will happen because of what they say is happening right now. Okay. And that's it. I think online pornography is about to go through a major shakeup. All right. Okay. Now, I have been early on the, I believe, internet porn to be a, a, a conspiracy. I don't know if it's the government or if I don't know if it's big business, but I maintain that very few things that you enjoy as much as you enjoy Pornhub will you allow to be, will you be given access to free like that? And then never asked for like even your email address, your credit card number, nothing, dude. If the, if that was X Men movies, they would drop a net over your house. Now you can definitely make the argument of pornographers and sex workers in general. Nobody cares about. Therefore, people don't care if they steal. But if you think that you're just going to porn sites, getting all that for free, and there's no comeuppance there, there's no uh, paying the piper on the other side. No, somehow or another, they're using that web traffic and exploiting you. There's no question in my mind. About Absolutely. Yes. As a matter of fact, most people feel like what is happening. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say most people. There are people who think that what's happening with online pornography is that now we all have computers 
with cameras directly in them that when you open your laptop or use your iPad or whatever it is you use, that somebody is then the, who controls that website or uses that website is turning on your camera, recording you masturbating so they can hold it over you in the future. Now, I would think that that might be a little far because I would think we'd already see cases of it. I think that would start to sneak out. And then at that point, it would be like, well, we have everyone. And I know that most people probably don't have the same sense of like, well, I don't care as you and I do. But there's I I think there would be a little bit of like, well, dude, it's a step above showering. I get it. It's embarrassing. But like it's it's not like, you know, it's not like you were cheating on your wife like you're masturbating, you know? Yes. It's just, dude, most people are are very uncomfortable with their naked body. Most guys, I think are probably self-conscious about the size of their penis and nobody I should well not nobody most people do not look good while masturbating no 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 no, no. you have you an do- ugly look on your face and 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 and, and body shakes right and you're sitting there and I think a part of it is too is you don't necessarily want people to know what you were masturbating to well that's even more important because you don't even need the camera for that right like you can just have my my my, my browser history and you'll be able to tell everybody that right which again I don't necessarily worry about so much because categories are less what I'm into versus more just like, well, that's on the page and that looks interesting. What's okay. that about? Okay. Let's 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 click that. Yeah, but I bet you there's some dudes and some people out there who are like into that very one specific thing, and it's like, God, dude, if everybody found out that I was into this, you know what I mean? Like that would be like that would be, I think, the most embarrassing thing. I think for most people, you're probably right. you know if yes. if, if, if everyone found this out. Is so uh, as a guy who has a public job, yeah, who. We're pretty open about like the things we're embarrassed about or things, you know, we're yeah. self-conscious about this and that. Is there a <laughs> pornography trait that you'd be like, ah, dude, I wish the listeners didn't know that? Well, I mean, here's I tell you all of them. No, but- I'm saying don't give me it. But is that I mean, do you obviously have one that even you pretty open would be like, ah. No, because I mean, I've said this before where it's like, I think I, 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 I appreciate variety where it's like, I'll go through a lot where it's sometimes it's like, oh man, well, dude, boy, you just really watched a lot of lesbian stuff there. And other times it's like, oh my God, how many interracial gangbangs are you going to watch? A and then lot. after that, it's like, well, dude, you know, do you need to watch a POV JOI that many times? And people are like, what does that even mean? What are those letters? I, all right. So, okay. I don't think I would be embarrassed about the type of pornography I had been watching because none of it's illegal. So at the end of the day, dude, we're all freaks. We're all freaks. So it's like, Mm. yeah, dude, I'm into weird things. So are you. So is your wife. So is everybody. But there have definitely been stretches of my life and not even all that long ago where I would be embarrassed of the amount of time ah, I too. spent watching mm-hmm. the pornography. I don't care if you know, but there has definitely been down t- ticks in my life where I have gone down rabbit holes where it's like, bro, you've got hair on your palms. You right. got to go outside. Right. You got to see the people. Yeah, I mean, I guess that gets out too. You spent 12 hours over the course of the weekend just furiously masturbating on yourself. That's going to be a part of the problem too. So yeah, I mean, they have a lot of information on a, on lot, you. Of, a lot of different avenues we're talking about, which you would not necessarily want to get out there. Now, Now, I bring this up because I think you need to get ready to start paying for your online porn. Okay. All right? I I think what you're going to see is this is going to be one of these industries that's going to go zero to 100 
really, really fast. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow, I'm I, telling but, you that. But I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be part of this Me Too conversation okay. and the Time's Up conversation. I think it's going to be built into those at some point where people are going to be like, dude, there's an entire industry, both male and female, who are probably being underpaid. Although I still hear that, honestly, although if you're a superstar woman in porn, you probably make more money than the men. But I think yeah. typically, I think men make more than like the girls who are just entering in, right? Oh, I've heard I've heard opposite of that. Is but, that right? I okay. Mean, All right. Well, I, I, I don't know. Know. I, Again, I was just estimating. I don't know. The W2s, we don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Riley Reed's W2 looks like. I would imagine a lot. She does a lot of films, seems like she's pretty popular. But they say that one of the changes that's going to be coming to porn in 2018, as soon as this year, that's going to be totally noticeable is that they say porn is going to become a lot more cinematic. So, meaning they're going, they're, okay, again, where's the quote here? 20 years ago, you could get away with a good porn and a lame customer experience. That was Adam Grayson. He's the CFO for the porn company Evil Angel. He says, but now we are being judged against Netflix in terms of customer experience, not against a crappy porn site. Now, I don't know if that's not true of me. Like, I'm not looking for big budget pornography because I'll be honest with you, there are definitely times while using those sites where I'm like, Dude, in the 70s, guys had to sit through a movie and pretend to, like right. they, these people could act. Right. Like, so now if you start asking these men and women to now be full-blown actors again and then have this kind of sex on film, they're going to want to be paid at an actor's rate. And I think ultimately the only way to recoup that money is why does Paramount care if I steal their movies? Because they have to pay Mark Wahlberg $25 million to be in one of them. That's why they care. I think that going back to the styles of the 70s where it was like, yeah, all right, well, now it's, you know, the pizza delivery guy or, or, or whatever that story was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pornography still has stories. Usually most time there's a context to it, even though it's not like a, a main focus. The thing that I would think cinematically that they have to keep up with is like you, you don't necessarily have to make it compete with Netflix to me, but it has to be on par with Netflix to me. And like cameras are better nowadays. And like, although dude, have you seen 4k porn? It's easier. Well, I mean like, but, but there's plenty of dudes out there who are like, yes, I want it in as high definition as possible. I think it ruins it a little dude. Like I watched something not that long ago with this chick, Cleo Valentine. She's like a total, like a, you know, a tattooed princess. She's like one of those and she's like super hot. Right. And so like, I watched this thing on like this 4k thing and I was just like, Oh God, like I can, it feels too real. It's like I'm sitting next to him on the bed. It's strange. I um, I I don't want it to. You know, it's like it doesn't have to be Planet Earth two, where it's like, look at this shot. But at the same time, it can't just be to me feeling like a camcorder. Well, they say what's gonna really happen, and again, these are big, is that they're gonna get more and more back into the. The Ken, uh, sorry, I was halfway reading an email there. Um, they're going to get more and more into the parody thing, where again, uh, uh, the woman I brought up, Riley Reed, she was in kind of like one of those, um, uh, whatever, what was that Batman movie called? Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. She was in like a parody of that, where it's called Harley's in the, you know, in the house. Well, there's words I can't use. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that, which again, I don't really need. I don't really like that. I don't want to. I don't want to watch horrible acting. It's bad enough that I'm watching a girl who you could see it in her eyes, just did a couple of lines of drugs to get through the scene, and like already that makes me feel creepy. Like, big budget porn, but I'm telling you, I think eventually they're going to use this as an excuse to come after your money, and we're all going to have to pony it up, which by the way, if, if, a, if Netflix is worth $11 a month for me, and all I'm doing is binge-watching shows I've already seen 10 times, how is Pornhub not able to get you to spend $10 a month? 10 to buy bucks. The, 
Ten bucks a month, right? right. Like, like hey, I, you can get in here. On that. But you ask the average person to pay for their porn, and they're going to look at you like you just like ripped someone's head off in front of you. It's crazy how that will work like that. But I'm telling you, they're going to come after the money, or they're going to keep spying on us through the spy cams and our computers, and everybody's going to have videos of you masturbating. Oh God, dude! Wait till that's on your mom's doorstep. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Also, get you hooked up with a thousand dollars next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for Dunkin' Donuts. With February right around the corner, it is the month of love at Dunkin'. Time to dish out those delicious heart-shaped donuts, like the vanilla truffle donut with tasty chocolate curls on top or... Rock 106.9. Back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000 after talking to our good buddy, Scott, from winningfornextyear.com, as we do every Monday at 8. Scott, how are you, buddy? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, my first question right out of the gate is, is Isaiah Thomas the worst thing to happen to the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, in what uh, in what time frame or what perspective? I've seen some pretty bad basketball come out of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, I mean, if you talk about in terms of on-floor meshing and figuring out a way to implement him, I can't think of a tougher transition uh, recently anyways. Um you know, I mean, even when Kyrie came back from his knee injury and they just kind of had to stem the tide until he was ready, it felt like the team ran similar, you know, basketball. Like, it looked like Cavaliers basketball. Uh, you know, and then even the metrics before Isaiah came back, like, there, there, there felt like there could have been a way to transition him into the starting rotation without it being such a stark difference. Uh, but for some reason, uh, whether it's on him from a health standpoint, uh, whether it's on the team from a comfortableness, comfortability standpoint, um, it's 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 been it's been an issue. Uh, but thankfully, uh, you know, winning winning tends to cure all that kind of stuff, and they've won the last two. So if they can keep it going here through at least getting to Houston on Saturday, uh, I think people feel a little bit better about it. Why does Kevin Love get blamed for everything? I mean, it's been that way since he's been here, right? Yeah, that's what I'm um, I, I, I don't know, um, and I and I've, I've come off as a huge Kevin Love stand in that way because I think it's been grossly unfair. Um, you know, he's an all star. Is there any other team with an all star who a fan base tries to trade him? Every, you know, when the trade machine comes out, or or you know, what? I, I, I don't I don't quite get it, and I don't think. He was being blamed for the team's issues. I think there was some concern about why he wasn't in the building Saturday night and on Sunday at practice, which I think, I guess, is warranted. Um, because if they're giving him grief for being sick or being out, I mean, you have a locker room full of guys, including Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, including Dwayne Wade, who sometimes doesn't play him back-to-back, including Derrick Rose, who took Left. like a month off a month off for mental health. I mean, there's a lot of people in that, in that locker room who need time out. Um, you know, so I, I can't imagine that's why they were giving Kevin Love grief. But yeah, I don't I don't quite understand. And it's been historic with this guy, whether it's fans, uh, whether it's media trying to pin things on Kevin. He's not a good defender. 
Um, but this team would be much worse without him than they would be with him. I would agree. And if I'm Kevin Love, I'm starting to play the race card. Yeah, and I mean, there's got to be uh, there's there's got to be an issue where he feels like enough is enough. And I mean, I, I don't know if that that meeting, you know, was essentially the airing of the grievances, and everyone felt better afterwards. Or it sometimes was a little you need bit, that, right? Or it was a little bit like, yo, you guys are pointing the finger at me. I mean, you've heard both narratives through the media, and God knows which one is true. There, right? Um, well, while we talk about Kevin Love, while we talk about Isaiah Thomas, or we are about a week away from the NBA trade deadline. Um, what does this team look like February 9th? I think it looks different. Um, I think it, I don't know if it'll look as different as they want it to. Um, you know, I think there's, uh, especially with the way, you know, it's, it's easy to trade Chan, want to trade Channing Fry when he's not playing well or not playing at all. And then you see a game like yesterday where he was a huge reason why they were able to do what they did. And and you and you wonder if moving him for a potential backup point guard is is is, is a good move. So it'll be it'll be a very interesting couple of weeks here because this team needs to get better if they want to win a championship. Like I I, there, I mean, even if you feel that any, any team with LeBron James could be back in the NBA Finals, that's fine. I'll give you that um, because I, in a seven game series, history has shown if you have LeBron James, you're going to make it to the NBA Finals. But there's no way anyone can feel confident that this team can take Golden State in a seven-game series, no. and it, so it depends on what your it depends on what your goal is. If it if it's get back to the Eastern Conference, get back to the NBA Finals, and hope for the best, you know, kind of like a World Series, kind of hope and a prayer. Sure, um, you know, maybe you could, you maybe you can get by. But if you think you're going to compete, uh, especially consistently. Um, they need considerable help on the defensive end, and I just don't know where they're going to get it. I don't know where they're going to get it either, because if I'm a free agent in the NBA. I'm telling my agent, you send me anywhere but Cleveland. I know people are going to be like, hey, well, you go to the NBA Finals. I, I agree. I think they probably do go to the NBA Finals, although I think this year you lose in dramatic fashion, and it's going to be evident that you were worse this year than you were last year, that things aren't getting better. They're getting progressively worse. And given all the hysterics that are coming out of the locker room in Cleveland and all of like the stories that are coming out, which, by the way, where are those coming from? They're coming from LeBron James, obviously. He's the one feeding all this information that's getting out. Nobody else would do it out of fear of upsetting him. So he's obviously the source of all these leaks. If I'm an NBA free agent, I'm telling my agent, dude, anywhere but Cleveland, bro, just keep me away from there. So how are you going to land a player that's going to help you win a title? I don't. I, I, I want, I don't know. I mean, that, that might be a decent um, conspiracy on, on the LeBron front. I don't necessarily know if this recent one is him. Um, but that, that said, you know, I, it is. It is you, when you come to Cleveland and anywhere where LeBron is, it's not, it was this way in Miami as well. Sure. I mean, we, we, just, we were just shielded from it because, you know, we, were, we, were, we, we got to experience what we wanted to. You know, if you wanted right. to hate watch a basketball game, you could do that, but you could shield yourself from all the other stuff. And in a lot of ways, there were Cavalier fans rooting for dysfunction in Miami. Um, you know, so, you know, anywhere LeBron is, it's going to happen. So if you want to play with the best player in the world, you know, you got you to be good with the bad. So if you're a free agent and you don't want to play with LeBron, that's fine. Um, now it helps that there are other options, whether it be Houston, Golden State, whomever, um, you know, that, that, that could help you, you know, compete if that's what you want to do. Uh, Boston, for you know, if, if you're Anthony Davis, you know, Boston doesn't look too bad because, no, yeah, you might, not, you might not get there this year. But LeBron isn't getting any younger, and uh, you know the, the 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 division, and given how young they are, with Tatum and Kyrie and, and on down the line, you know we're I mean we're shaping up for a 
you know, a, you know, a, a, you know, a 2019, 2020, maybe from then on, you know, kind of Boston Celtics reign, you know, so, you know, and if they get an Anthony Davis type player, I mean, look out, you know, so no, there are, there are other options now. So if you want to compete this year, or if you're a veteran who's on the last year of a deal who needs to get paid next year, um, you know, playing with LeBron is a good idea, but if you have other options and you can afford to wait a little bit, you're right. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very compelling case to want to play somewhere else. I want to talk to you about the Celtics a little bit because you bring up an excellent point. Because if you are Anthony Davis, I don't know if Boston's all that bad of a look. And so when history writes the book, it will be Danny Ainge took advantage of the Cavs, right? I mean, dude, they got a ton of picks. That team looks like they're on the build. They don't even have one of their best players healthy and playing right now. And that when it's all said and done, it's going to be Danny Ainge hoodwinked the Cavs, right? I don't think he hoodwinked them. I don't know what better deal they could have gotten. Um, it is, that assumes there was another deal on the table that, that would have been able to take place. Now, you could point back to the, the, pre, the pre-NBA draft trade rumors that had Kyrie going to Phoenix, which I think would have been hysterical in hindsight. Yeah. Um, but, um, but outside of that, you know, I don't know what the market looked like for Kyrie Irving you know, once, once the demands came through. And then I, you know, take, take what you want from as, as gospel, but with the, with the report that he was threatening to have his knee. I mean, he didn't, he wanted to play, he didn't want to play her so badly he was willing to have surgery. Right. Um, you know, which there's not too much, there's not too much turning back from that when, uh, you know, when that happened. So Kobe Altman was in a very tough place. So I don't know if he hoodwinked them as much as struck while the iron was hot. I mean, much like Houston did to get James Harden from, from Oklahoma city. I mean, they needed to deal him. And next thing you know, they, they, you know, they're dealing an all NBA talent. I mean, just because they had to, you know, so, you know, I don't know. I, the, the Oklahoma City was able to rebound from it. I mean, they're they're a very very good team, and they were able to you know build something there. Um, I I don't, you know, I couldn't, and they didn't do it right away. Um, you know, when that happened, but they still had KD and they still had Russell Westbrook, so it was much easier. Um, you know, the the Cavs story is going to be much different. I do think when the history books are closed, like you said, I mean, there's no denying Boston won that trade, unless. If the Cavs keep this pick and then they, the next LeBron James comes nowhere, which I mean, the, the draft is very top, the draft is very top heavy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's there's going to be five, six, maybe seven good players coming out of this draft. Um, but I don't think you're you're there. There's any sort of you know landscape tilting talent coming out that would that would make you feel much that much better about losing Kyrie Irving, especially after you watch him do what he did against Golden State, even though they lost the other night. We're talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Scott, um, before I let you go. Um, there's a lot of crossover of your audience and ours. It's one of the reasons why we love having you on. And I know a lot of people listening to the program right now know that you're into it. And so going against my better judgment, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, buddy, how, how did the Royal Rumble stack up for you? I enjoyed it. Um, I, think, I think they had the right people win the right matches. Um, and then the, the Ronda Rousey thing is going to be all over the news today. I mean, that's, it, it really is. I know, I know MMA fans, you know, hated it when, you know, when Brock came over to UFC because he wasn't one of them. Um, and I know they're not going to especially be very supportive with Ronda, you know, jumping ship and going over to the, to the other side. But it's going to, it, you know, the way, the way they brought her out to, you know, bolster up the women's division, I think was great. And I think they really, you know, it's, it's, it's the road to WrestleMania. And if, if you wanted to start storylines that are going to take over for the next three months and, and culminate at WrestleMania, I think they did a really good job. I, uh, I don't know because I didn't watch. <laughs> but I was going to say, you know, I agree. But I, I realized, I'm like, nah, I didn't see any of that. But I know Fantone pretty much agrees. He's been, uh, he's been talking about how much he loved it all day. 
So, uh, dude, we appreciate having you on. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8. Scott, um, you can follow him online on Twitter. Make sure you follow Scott. He's a great follow. He always has good video of the Cavs and, uh, you know, Browns and Indians. Dude, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Your shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock. 1069. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. You can find them online at Wakeham.com. That website is spelled W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Now, I'll always tell you that the best place to find Wakeham is up on the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. And right now, you want to stop by the Wakeham Kia store. They're offering you 0% financing and no payments for 90 days on the Kia Sorento, the Kia Sportage, and both have all-wheel drive. You test drive any new Kia on the Wakeham Auto Mile, and you get two free Cavs tickets. Your new Kia also will come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty on every new Kia sold at Wakeham. You're getting a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, meaning you get peace of mind for the next 10 years on your purchase. Test drive a new Kia on the Wakeham Auto Mile, and you're getting two free Cavs tickets. That deal ends at the end of the month. Only a few days left on that. Stop by and check out the new Kia Rios for under $12,000. Again, you can see them online at Wakeham.com or in person on the Wakeham Auto Mile. Head up to Wakeham Kia. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham way. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ratio. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. We have Skinner tickets for you. They're playing July 27th. Blossom will get you hooked up here momentarily. I am a... Uh, I'm guilty occasionally of taking something that my company and or uh, this building does that I think is stupid and like making fun of it or like kind of knocking the company. Yeah. And uh, it's probably not the best business plan. No, but, it's really not. But, but, but I like honesty, right? And so I like being real with you when I can. But this time around, my company has done something that made me happy. Okay. And uh, I hope I do not get in trouble for reading you this email. As of February the 5th, 2018, this property will be a non-smoking property. This includes all areas inside and outside the building. There will no longer be a designated smoking area in the parking lot, which they built like a smoking hut for these people here, all like four of them. They say, if you wish to smoke, you will need to do so in your vehicle, provided that you dispose of all waste off of the property. I mean, I'm sure you can put the cigarette out in your car, but just don't dump the cigarette, you know, in your ashtray. It says, the recent flooding of the parking lot in the back part of the building was caused by a buildup of cigarette butts in the storm drain. Yeesh. Now, see, like, th- th- this is why I'm okay with this. is because normally, even as a non-smoker, it's been five years since I've had a cigarette, right? That I would argue, it's like, ah, guys, why are you going to, like, persecute these smokers? Like, come on, right? But this isn't where teenagers work. Like, these are grown-ups that work here. And yet, they build you a smoking tent out in the back of the parking lot. Take up parking spaces, by the way, to build it for you. Tell you not to smoke right outside the back door where we all park and have to, like, walk by you as you're doing it. And yet, you still do it. And then your grown-ups, not put, they put ashtrays out there for you, and you're still flicking them into the storm drain. Yeah, like the smoker's post, like one of those. They yeah, they had one there. of those. And they weren't using it. 
And now you're like backing up storms. Dude, you, you brought this on you. I don't feel bad. You brought this on you. Maybe smoke in the smoking tent. Don't park your car there. And maybe then you have the right plan. I love this. This is much like I saw this the other day, too. And I'm going to post this picture here in a minute. At Stansbury Show on Twitter. Dan.Stansbury on Instagram is where you'll see it. Now, I haven't clicked it yet, but I'm going to. Because under the same guidelines of we're adults here, right? There's a sign up in our bathroom right now in the men's restroom where they drew a picture of the urinal and pretty well, by the way, and says that flusher there's for a reason. Use it. And then it says now that you touch that flusher, wash your hands, which is also very good information to have and tell people. But here's my question. There's about 10 guys max that use this bathroom. Who is a grown-up not flushing a urinal? What the hell is the matter with you? What barn were you raised in? How is it that a heathen like me knows? You don't do these things, but yet other grown-ups, I gotta drag you into adulthood. Yeah, I mean, like, flushing the toilet, that's an every-time thing. That's, you know, like... Yeah. You do it at your house, so why wouldn't you do it at Maybe the place they don't. you work? Maybe you they're should. one of those people that just pees and they don't flush the toilet once a day and <laughs> if it's just pee. That's a terrible system. I know we've heard this story, but that's an absolutely... Dude, a lot of people do that. Absolutely terrible system right If it's there. yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. That's the system. It's not my system. Flush the toilet every time, guys. That's a fair That's a fair statement. Like I know, oh, well, we got to worry about water. We got to worry about this. Just flush the freaking toilet. That's fair. Here's what's crazy. You don't even use that bathroom where that sign that is. You I do not. Never. I've never seen that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that sign existed. You've never used that bathroom. No, so definitely not me, guilty party there. I've used it plenty. But obviously I'm not the culprit, otherwise I wouldn't be complaining about it. I would have just kept with the smoking tent and take out my aggressions over another employee over that. I think a part of the problem here is I saw this over the course of the weekend. There's like a trash can kind of by the back door and there was like at least 15 cigarette butts in there and the back hall just like stank like like stanky that ass back cigarettes hall, dude walking out that back hallway to get out to the parking lot always reeks like so cigarettes i wonder if the boss man walked through that hall noticed that and that was the catalyst to this like yo what the f is going on with you smokers i would imagine that this is probably a company initiative that they're going to do on all their campuses and yet he took the effort to be like, oh, and this happened and why I'm mad about it. We, uh, we will see that. I will, I will reach out to people I know who work for the company and see if that's the case. I don't think it is. I think this is him cracking whip because really? he wants to. Yeah, I think he's cracking skulls right now because it's like, dude, this, this, this is out of control. Yeah, I don't think this is company. Oh, I, I disagree. I'm going to hold out and say that this is company motivated and welcome to, like, you know, healthcare costs and all this stuff and what goes into all that kind of stuff and, you know, and people being offended by smelling cigarettes. Now, I will tell you, as a non smoker, I don't, dude, here's the thing. I, dude, they want to build a place for those people to smoke out in the far end of the parking lot. I don't care about that at all. Does not affect me at all. Let people smoke cigarettes. I don't really care. But when they stand right outside the door, that I, do, that I don't like. And not because it's like, oh my god, it's so annoying to smell it. Me, it's more it's more selfish than that even. Where for me, it's more like, dude, it just makes me want to have cigarettes. And I, I just don't want that to break me. That's why I care about it. It's not that I, you know, I it's not like an idealistic thing. I just am selfish and don't want to break. But it's just like I can't believe we gotta tell grown-ups not to throw things in storm drains where you work. 
And you bring up an excellent point with the toilet. Do you flush the toilet where you live? Yeah. I mean, right? Don't you always yell at your kid to make sure they do it? Flush the toilet. It's easy to do. I mean, dude, there's like four guys that use that bathroom because not even every guy that works here uses that bathroom. This should be an easy... And I think I do got my finger on. It's probably not wise of me to release that information. Yeah, probably not. Dude... And here's the thing, I'm not I can't film the bathroom without people's no. knowledge. I don't wanna No. There have been radio due to have gotten fired for recording people in the bathroom without their knowledge. I'm not gonna be one of those. But I kinda wanna start Operation Yellow and find out who the <laughs> hell's like not flushing the urinal. I do kinda wanna know that. I'm gonna get to the bottom of who the gross employee is. Leonard Skinner playing Blossom. July twenty seventh. These are beat the box office oh, tickets yeah. you're getting right now. So we'll take caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625. Fantone, it seems as if there is a generational divide in one of the country's biggest issues we're having right now. And we'll tell people what that is next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRTK.com. Been working very closely recently with Dunkin' Donuts, and that makes me happy because I absolutely love their coffee. And one of the reasons is the personalization. Like, dude, when you order coffee, it's an extension of who you are. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not just coffee in your cup. No. It's your usual. Yeah. And no matter how you like it, Dunkin' will make it. And I like their coffee with a little cream and sugar. I feel like that's like the perfect, they use the perfect combination for that. But no matter what you're after, put a twist on it. They have new buttery toffee nut coffee, winter white chocolate. They also have these new like heart-shaped donuts that are really good. Okay. Okay. Tis the season. Dude, that was like one of the best pickups of like, uh, of uh, you know, clients we could get. <laughs> it's like, man, did they nail Stansberry right down the middle. Caffeine and donuts, they nailed me right down the middle. Yeah, dude, you've been living that Dunkin' Donuts lifestyle recently. Well, they just put that new one right up here on Pittsburgh Avenue. It's made my life really convenient. It's open super early so I can get a cup of like real good coffee before I come into work. I love that. America and Stansberry That's run right. on Dunkin' right there. Indeed we do. Indeed. America runs on Dunkin'. And participation may vary. That 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 coffee is legit too. Like there's other good coffee places in For the sure, world, but, but like as far as like just going and every time you get it, it's not too bitter, it's not too strong, it tastes like it's supposed to. Like, like I said, I like their XL coffee yeah. with cream and sugar, yeah. and I feel like the mixture's always right. Like yeah. as a matter of fact, I'll actually buy their flavored coffee creamer at the store. Okay. And keep it in the house okay. too sometimes. Like I I actually I don't know, they have nailed that flavor now. So there is a generational divide. On one of the issues that is surrounding this country right now, that's captivating this country, really. And that's the Me Too movement. And for those of you that might be a little unaware, Me Too is essentially the movement where women are now coming out and say, hey, this has happened to me, too. Meaning they've been sexually harassed um, and or raped, sexually violated. I feel like violated is a good word for all that, that will encompass all those things there. And normally this is, um, you know, kind of. For the workplace, right, is essentially what this is. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's kind of morphed into. But I think that it's women who have felt, you know, at some point or another, they've right been the victim of a sexual, you know, crime there. So I thought that this article was going to talk to me about the generational divide and our attitudes towards the movement. But in reality, the more I read this, they're talking about the generational divide in women, meaning millennial women, younger women are more likely to talk about it versus women in the past. As a matter of fact, they said here that baby boomer women took it for granted they wouldn't be heard by men. And I took issue with that this morning when I was talking to Fantone off the air. I was like, I feel like took it for granted is the wrong way to word that. Essentially what they're saying here is is baby uh, boomer women just assumed 
Right. That nobody was going to hear from them, talk to them about it, or ultimately care about it. And I, I, I would have to assume that was the way that it was. Like, I would also imagine that, yeah, I would have to imagine there was some of that. And I would think that there were going to be certain people who women who felt like, well, maybe I'm the only one. Right. Like you didn't think it was, this, you know, like this huge systemic problem. And that maybe that may have, you know, led you. Also, there's also this where it's like, dude, sometimes you just want to keep your job because you just need oh, to yeah. keep, you just need to keep your job. Sometimes, and there's there's shame that comes with sexual crimes. There is when you are the victim of that. There's a level of shame. There's a level of embarrassment. There's a level of like, I don't want to, to talk about it because I don't want to live it again. Oh, that's true. I mean, there was definitely part of my life where I, you know, having been a, a survivor of some of this stuff, where I felt responsible by what happened. Right, and I'm sure that getting that off your chest for the first time, I'm sure that was. Just just a liberation for you that was just like an oh my god the oh, weight of the world on I, my shoulders i remember saying like you know we did the we did the um, segment on the air, and I never felt better. Like that, you know. Now again, it was before we, we had MySpace and stuff like that. But when that, dude, during that last show was run, most people weren't even on Facebook yet. So we definitely weren't using social media the way we do now. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see what that reaction would have actually been in two thousand and right. seven. Right. What it would have been, where I, I, versus what, what I ended up hearing. But I really thought that this was going to be about the generational divide and how we viewed it as a country. Meaning, I thought they were going to tell me that older people were kind of like, eh, is it really that big of a deal? And younger people were going to be like, yeah, dude, this is a huge deal. But I, I don't, I, I guess I'm just not shocked or that I don't find this to be news that younger women feel more confident when we live in a world that fosters, or at least there's a section of this country that fosters people to tell their story. To, to come out with it, and we will embrace you versus ostracize you. I'm not shocked by this. I, um, I'm I also a little encouraged by it. I would assume that that generational divide does exist that you're talking about, where there's some people of, of, of a certain generation where it's like, well, no, it's not that big of a deal, because to me, in my day, it wasn't that big of a deal. So if I've been 70, you know, if, if I've been retired for the past 25 years, and it's like, well, no, it wasn't that big of a deal back then, it's because it's very easy for you to sit in the retirement home like, well, yeah, dude, it's fine. I just wonder, like, I mean, obviously I have a mom. Right. I had two grandmothers, although right. one didn't work. But the other one did. She worked multiple jobs. Like, I just got to wonder, like, how often was this happening to the women in my life? And the reason I bring it up, not to say, like, oh, maybe never, but because I never heard it. Like, I heard my parents discuss issues with their jobs. I've heard, you know, other family members discuss other issues in the world. So it wasn't like I wasn't overhearing adult conversations that I wasn't ready for yet. But I don't ever remember. Also, I'd like to think knowing who he was, a nonviolent person being a minister, I'm talking about my father now. But if my mom had been groped in the workplace... Like, I think, honestly, at that point, dude, my dad would have put his Bible down and kind of would have manned up. Well, I mean, Not to say that that's what you should do and that's manning up. I'm saying, I think ultimately at that point, he would have been pushed too far. Well, I mean, but did your, but would your mother have felt comfortable saying to something him. to him, you know? Or if it wasn't necessarily groping, what if it was like, you know, there's, something said? There's also, well, that too. There's, But there's also, maybe that that's why a lot of this went underreported. Because women were thinking like, oh my God, my husband's going to kill this guy. And then going to end up going to jail over either fighting 
shooting or and or murder over this and like and he and now there's only one victim then there'd be two and now I don't have a job and now I don't have a husband and now I don't yes yeah, so you feel like you're very backed into these situations in life and it's like well what is it worth to me to to report my boss as he's a creep I don't have a job now my husband you're right is is facing criminal charges or whatever the case is right there so no there's a there's a million different ways this could go wrong for 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 people so I would like to think that hopefully at least if you've been a victim of this as an older person you can at least see this and if not celebrate at least understand that like hey this is better than being quiet about it you know what I mean like this is better than silence yeah I mean normally conversations are going to help you in the long run and I feel like with this and I know that all movements have now been lumped together and everyone's just so pissed at it because you're this radical leftist but I feel like with me too they've done a really good job of moving things forward because it went from me too where women were saying hey I was a victim of this as well this happened to me it then went into um it then went into um, uh, Time's Up, which was calling out. It's no longer about being a victim. It's calling out perpetrators. And now it's moved into. Oh, I'm confused then. I thought Time's Up was a separate issue about page disparity. No, this is. this is. This I'm is, sorry. Pay disparity, Jack. I mixed pay and wage. Wow. You go I'm going to regret that all day. You go from. Wow. You go from. Uh, Me Too is what started it. Time's Up is what was next. And that's more focused on people who are perpetrators, like saying like, hey, you've done this. You, you're wrong. Oh. And now it's it's now now the new one is what's next. And it's focused on making sure that people aren't victims and people aren't perpetrators. That people, you know, are that's how can we avoid this problem in the future? So instead of just screaming attention, 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 they said attention they said here's 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 what's causing our problem and here's how we can move on from our problem i think that they've done an actually really good job of moving I, it down the field i had been i had been under the wrong impression i really thought times up was about was about wage disparity and we were and that was like a whole separate button whole separate i didn't realize that yeah it's, it's and that, i think that if nothing else it's not just caught up on one on one section here no that part's all right that part because you're right you can't just ring bells like you got to do stuff like I, I hate when people just ring a bell because it's like yeah dude did you not know that was a problem I mean, we all know that's a problem but what's the salute what are you going to do what are you going to do? What's the action going to be? So, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, that part's not the worst there. It's just, I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I can't imagine anybody's going to be surprised to find out that there's a generational divide and how women have handled this issue. We live in a much more um, nurturing environment for, for, your, for your issues and your problems. There are people who want to help you take your issue and make it a cause and do that. Where back in my mom's day, that wasn't the case at all. It was shut up and get back to work. And so like I can't imagine. Of course there's a generational divide in those two things. Your shot at $1,000 is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Looking ahead at tomorrow already for New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. New Chainsmokers. Okay. New Blake Shelton. All right. And Jonathan Davis of Corn has released a solo track. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to be interested to hear that, because if you do a solo thing, I would imagine that that, much like Aaron Lewis, when he was like, dude, I'm kind of going out away from Stain, I'm going to do this thing because he wanted to do what he really wanted to be doing, which was making those kind of songs. 
he could kind of join Stain because that's like, yeah, I kind of know how to do that, whatever, I'll make some money. Right. But ultimately, he wanted to kind of do his own thing. So I'm interested to see, is there another style in which Jonathan Davis wishes he was releasing music? Oh, well, dude, what if, what if Jonathan Davis is big country kicking the dust up one time, put a dipper in John Davis one time, sing a song now, by how your dad raped John Davis, it's fine. Now here's, now here's why that's maybe not crazy. One time now. Is that Jonathan Davis and the rest of Korn, like they get labeled as a California band. Right. But, dude, where those guys are from in California is not Southern California. It's, like, literally the land of the hillbilly. What if Jonathan Davis is just kicking the dust up, dude? I mean, they're from Bakersfield, right? Like, that's the middle of nowhere. Big old dipper. Watching that watching that corn grow one like, time. Dude, all them guys in California, where those guys grew up, it was. It's four-wheelers. It's jacked-up trucks and dirt bikes. And Could you do the Jonathan Davis scat in a country song? The... Yeah, could you do dude, that you one don't, time Wow, you don't even remember, dude, the what's-his-name? From from Aerosmith did that 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 country the, oh, those, yeah. those couple of songs. Oh, yeah. And he was a total scatter. Yeah, maybe, dude. Who knows? That's what he does. So there's this controversy. All right. That's surrounding <laughs> a couple of major celebrities, and that's how I know it's surrounding a lot more of them. All right. And this is all about Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter, I apologize. Um, you, you you may not be into this, but like if you are on Twitter, you can follow me at Stansberry Show and Fantone is at Fantone. That's how you find him. Yep. And um, there's this thing that's been happening where I forget what they're called, but they're I, it's something farms is what they call them. And you'll pay somebody five thousand dollars, and they'll give you no. I'm sorry, I have the numbers backwards. They'll give you five thousand followers for fifty bucks. So you pay like these online farms and they'll like have, so basically people are keeping score. It used to be the car in your driveway. Now it's your amount of your Twitter followers you have, which is a really weird system. And I don't care about this stuff at all. Like I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care about blue checks and being verified in this group of people that honestly are all awful and I find annoying. So like, I don't care about being in the club at all. Like I have never cared about being in the club and so I don't understand this. I would never pay somebody to deliver me fake users. And even though my business is built on end users, like the, the people who advertise with me do want to know, what are your social media impressions? What are this? What are, what are the ratings of the show? Like the, It's multifaceted there. So you'd think I would care more about this stuff and I would maybe try to cheat the system. But I feel like if you do that and get caught doing it, your credibility is done forever. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a good look. There's no question about it. Um, I, I, I read this article and I was kind of looking at some of the names that were involved in it. And one of the ones that jumped off out to me was, uh, Michael Simon, who, you know, he's a pretty world renowned chef. Sure. And he kind of talked about it where it was like, when I did this, I was under the impression that it was going to be like 5,000 or however many he paid for legit followers, where it was going to be people who were interested in cooking, people who were interested in that the, just in, haven't found him. Right. That that's what it was and he's like and now that this has been exposed to me like this he's like it's humiliating he's like this is this is not what I expected Uh, it to be and I'm a fan of Michael I've loved Michael a long time we were once upon a time a little bit more you know friendly he's a little bit too big of a celebrity not around as much now I like that guy that seems awfully convenient that seems awfully convenient of an answer to have now the night the name that keeps popping out in me in this article is Britt McHenry who had made her bones on ESPN. 
And she had, I guess, has since left ESPN. She's trying to get into the political world. She's on Fox News a lot, that kind of stuff. But she's a conservative. And so when she tweets politics, people will tell her what we like to tell people. Stick to sports. Like, we kind of like to tell people to stay in their lane, stay in your zone, which, right. I, which I'm not wild about. Um, I would admit that I would rather watch Sports Center and not have so much politics in it. But if an anchor's got an opinion and they tweet it, an anchor's got an opinion. I, you know, as a guy who's in the opinion business, I'm not going to tell other people not to have theirs. That is just, well, it would be insane. But she says, she went out and said, when people say this, I laugh. Suck so bad. I've gone up 150,000 followers since I started expressing political opinions. Finally, I have a voice now. Kind of like trying to tell these people, shut up, look, it works. And when in reality, no, it's not working. Well, I mean. You faked it all. Yeah, you did. You faked it. You faked at least a big part of it. But I do buy into, well, if somebody has a million followers over a thousand followers, more people are going to be more likely to like, hey, I'll click on it. So I don't think everything's fake. But yes, once you start pushing it, it's like, well, if most of it's fake, well, then is it really worth it? Then you got a big problem on your hands. Now, here's the other issue in this is that I'm I know for a fact that if I was to go through my Twitter followers, not all of those people are real. Right. That there's bots, that there's all this. And yeah. I didn't pay anybody for that. I didn't ask for any of that. So some of this stuff will happen to these people just naturally because of who they are. And they are celebrity. And so like that will happen. But I, I just feel it feels very inauthentic to me. With uh, purchase follows and I don't you like know, it. With, with, with whether you agree with it or not, but with, you know, such a big, you know, stink made out of propaganda being, you know, pushed around on social media when it comes to elections. I wonder at what point Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all these different groups, at what point does it become making sure the identity of who is signing up for this account is actually who they are, like some sort of an identity verification. Uh, I I doubt they're going to care because at the end it's going to lead to less users. Well, but I mean, what's what's worth more to them having knowing that like, hey, on Twitter, everyone's verified. Everyone knows, you know, and is an actual person or having half a million bots because what, those aren't actual users. What, you know, what, what's the purpose? Like, why do I care about being verified? Why would I care about it? Um, It's just, uh, I, why would you care? Because it seems that, like status. Right. Well, that's what it really is. It's saying, hey, you're a person of enough attention has been paid upon them where we need to make sure that somebody's not faking your account. You know what I'm saying? Like if, 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 and if, all you have to do is request it though, right? N- well, you have to request it. And they have to approve it. Like, it's not like you can just do it and they'll just say, yes, they have to. And you have to like, I think submit different things where it's like, cause it, initially when I first started to see it pop up on people's accounts, I was like, Oh, this must be a followers thing. Like you must have to hit a level and then they'll do it. And then I started to see people who have less Twitter followers than I do be verified. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, well, how is this now, happening? Some of, them, some of it's through, like, media outlets. Like, if you're a reporter for WKYC, they want you to be verified. Even if you only have 100 followers, let's say, you're, you know, hey, this is your first job. They want you to be verified because that way somebody can't make a fake account for Heather the Weather Girl, you know, saying, like, inappropriate things. And, like, that way you can't make a fake Donald Trump account and, and trick people into thinking that Donald Trump's actually saying something i wonder how many verified accounts that they verified and it's not the right account i'd be interested to see that number now i doubt twitter's ever going to show you that yeah because mistakes because that's them making a huge error on their business model but it seems to me like the over like the last year if people have been fighting to get one of these things 
And it's just like, to me, it just feels like, guys, is it like, is this like the new Jordans of like 2018 where it's like, unless you have this, you're not cool? I I guess, and full disclosure, I should care about this stuff way more than I do. And you can make the argument that that's maybe why I will not reach or have not reached certain heights in the broadcasting industry that some other less talented hosts have. And it's because, dude, I just can't shine the shoes and shuck and jive, dude. I just can't do it. It feels so inauthentic to me and who I am. And I just feel like anytime you're just not who you really are, people can see through that so easily. And I'm not willing to trade that, something I've cultivated carefully over a decade, for a blue check mark on a, on, on a website I wish I didn't have to be on. Like, this stuff is just so crazy. Crazy, like the ego that goes into it is insane. Your next opportunity at a thousand dollars is right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword luck to 200 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's luck to 200 200. Rock. 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Did you know right now if you stop by Wakeham Kia, you test drive any brand new Kia and you get two Cavs tickets. Now that deal is only good to the end of the month. It's about the 26th today, so you only got a few days left. Now here's what's also going on at Wakeham Kia. They have the new Kia Rios for under $12,000. You can also get the new Kia Forte for under $13,000. they are also offering you right now on the Wakeham Auto Mile. 0% financing and no payments for 90 days on the Kia Sorento, the Kia Sportage, and both of those come with all-wheel drive. And like I said, you test drive any new Kia from the Wacom Kia store, and you're getting two free Cavs tickets. Every new Kia also comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, meaning over the next 10 years, you're getting peace of mind over your new purchase from Wacom Kia. You need any more info, you can find it online at Wacom.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Or stop by in person on the Wakeham Auto Mile. Test drive a brand new Kia from Wakeham Kia and get two free Cavs tickets. Check them out on the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Head up to Wakeham Kia. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham Way. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you. WRQK.com. Phantom, what's new with the, uh, what's going on with the can charge, buddy? Um, I, I feel like you've been able to hear it in my voice all, all, all morning long, but this weekend there was a lot of can charge basketball happening, man. Your boy was uh, getting the crowd fired up. And uh, it was a uh, it was an awesome game Friday night, an overtime victory. Uh, John Holland hit the hit the shot to tie it up, and then the Charge was able to pull away. Uh, but dude, lots of stuff going on this week, including tomorrow night. There's a game at the Civic Center, but Saturday night, man, uh, the Ohio Lottery getting it hooked up with Canton Charge fleece blankets. So if you're one of the first two thousand people in attendance, they'll be getting hooked up with that. So uh, lots of good stuff, man. We'll also have uh, some tickets for Saturday's game. Yeah, that we'll pass out here momentarily. Yeah. So, I normally don't do disclaimers on the show. Like, normally my thing is, like, dude, we're just going to run this. And if you're upset, you're upset. But this situation's different. And I want to make it abundantly clear that the audio you were about to hear, that the opinions in it are not by any way shared by me. Or I believe anybody in this room or anybody at the radio station. Okay. If you have served in the military, what you're about to hear is both wildly offensive, in my opinion, and remember who I am. I'm the guy that tells you I don't really like the word offended. I don't really like the word offensive. And I've also always said 
that stolen valor would be on my list of things that I find to be offensive. That if you have not served this country, that perpetrating that lie and telling people that you have served this country to me is offensive. All right. I did not serve, but I take those people who have seriously and I am thankful for it. I cannot believe that not only did somebody say this, but a high school educator said this. And I believe, I don't know the resolution of the story as of yet, but I would imagine by week's end, his desk will be cleared out. And in my opinion, should be. One of his students, this is a high school history teacher, and one of the students in the class showed up and was wearing a Marines sweatshirt. And then this happened. And we can't freaking control these dudes wearing freaking robes and chanclas. Because we got a bunch of dumb over there. Think about the people who you know are over there. Your freaking stupid Uncle Louie or whatever. They're dumb They're not like high-level thinkers. They're not academic people. They're not intellectual people. Okay, I want to stop right there. He's talking about the people serving in wars overseas. Who's over there, he says. These aren't the best and brightest, he says. These are the lowest. Well, actually, I don't even think we've gotten to that part of the audio yet. Your freaking stupid Uncle Louie or whatever, they're dumb They're not like high-level thinkers, they're not academic people, they're not intellectual people. They're the freaking lowest of our low, not morally. You know, I'm not saying they they make bad moral decisions, just they're not talented people. That's crazy. That's a crazy statement. First of all, if I had a kid in high school, what is my teacher swearing at my kids for? Why do I have to edit out something that this guy said in a high school classroom over the airs of a radio station? Let's, let, let's think about that first, because that's awful. Do you really feel that teacher shouldn't be able to swear in front of kids? I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want a teacher saying dumb S's to my kids, no. If uh, I can't okay. say it on the radio, don't say it to my kid in high school. Feel the same way, president? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I've, dude, I've okay. been on record on that. Don't change the goddamn conversation. This is enough of a thing that's happened. And this guy is pathetic. He goes on to say that the people serving in the military aren't talented. Now, here's what I will tell you before we even play you the rest of it, okay, is that it's a strange talent, but being able to take a 50 caliber weapon and snipe a guy from that far away is a talent. To make the claim that people that are fighting wars are not intelligent is crazy. That's a crazy statement. You know, I'm not saying they, they make bad moral decisions, just they're not talented people. That's why I came when presidents always says we have the best military in the world. Presidents will all say that whether it was Obama, whether it's anybody. I was like, no, we don't. The data is in. We don't have a good military. We we have Okay, been able- now I want to stop here. I would admit that this country has sold us on the fact that we have the best military in the world over making you feel safe, which will help keep you in line. And I would admit that that maybe has been overstated. I don't know that. I would suspect it's probably a little propaganda-based. Okay, I don't know that, but I would suspect it. But to make the argument that nobody over there is intelligent or thinkers or they're all the lowest of the low from a high school teacher is wildly irresponsible. The data is in. We don't have a good military. We, we haven't been able to beat these guys wearing freaking robes in China for 15 years. And you're telling me we, have, we, we couldn't beat the Vietnamese. There are a bunch of people this freaking big throwing rice at us. <laughs> okay, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. I mean, we're knocking a group of people on how tall they are. We're knocking a people for how they look. Not right, right? 
Like, that's the thing. We're not supposed to do that, right? But does that point stand? No. I, I don't. At what point? Is that we've lost. We, we haven't been able to win the Afghanistan war. We kind of came to a non-conclusion in the Iraq war. Vietnam didn't necessarily go our Vietnam way. Vietnam did not go our way. I would make the argument that a lot of the reason why we can't win wars the way we need to anymore is because America no longer has the stomach for what needs to happen to actually win a goddamn war. You're telling me we have... We- is that what happened? Is that what happened to all those people who died in Vietnam? Is that rice was being thrown at them? That's what happened? I don't think so. We haven't been, been able to beat anyone since World War II. Because we had a freaking bitch and bomb. We, we didn't get to Hitler first. The Russians got to Hitler first. We, we, we don't. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a lie that our military should be convinced. I always crack up. How come when you go to like Rose Bowl, Rose Parade, Dodger opening day, why after the national anthem do we have a killing machine fly over the freaking stadium? You know, the stout bomber comes in, everyone's like, yeah, like, yeah, that's what we kill people with. Yeah, see, that's how you're choosing to look at that. You're choosing to look at that as a killing machine, which technically, yes, it is. But why we fly it over stadiums is to remind you that you have freedom that was paid for by somebody else so you could sit here and take Sunday off and watch a game. That's why. It's a symbol of freedom. We don't view it as a killing machine. We choose to, I will admit, we choose to ignore that aspect of it. But it is to us, the citizens of this country, a symbol of our freedom. Not a killing machine. That He's showing you right there his worldview. Which is askewed and wildly, wildly irresponsible. Like, why would that be something we celebrate? And I was like, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. Then not pick and go. Yeah. Don't wear that in here again. Told the kid not to wear that in here again. Don't wear the Marine sweatshirt in here again. I'm sorry, dude. If my kid's going to the school, I got a huge issue. I got a serious issue with this. And, I, dude, I can't think of anything more disrespectful. Um, and I, you got to give me devil's advocate here. And, like, I hope people listening will listen to me and say that that's not what I view. I'm just trying to argue the side for the, for the furthering of this conversation. Um, any, any, any validity to the point of, well, when we send kids to school, we're sending them to be exposed to ideas that might not necessarily align with our worldviews, but like you still need to be exposed to multiple... There's a difference between explaining a different worldview to my kid and then telling my kid that nobody over there, that the people fighting the wars that are keeping me safe are the lowest of the low. This was personal narrative being spewed out by a teacher and sold to you as fact, which is wrong. And on top of it, he's swearing at my kids. I'm not wild about that. Dude, this is what's crazy, is that if I said the S-word on the radio, you all would want me fired today because what if my kid heard you? But yet we're going to sit here and pretend like that's not a crazy word to use in a high school classroom? That's absurd. I, I just, at this level, I do feel like high school, it's okay for a somewhat swearing, like your teacher to treat them like somewhat like adults. I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with the overall sentiment of this message. This is craziness. This is craziness. First of all, to make the argument, and now I know what happens, right? I know what he's saying. What he's saying is, is that there are a lot of people who feel like they have no other way out of their situation, so they just go to the military. And I would have to admit that that probably does happen. But I refuse to admit, having met plenty of men and women 
over my career who have served this country, I would refuse to admit that the bulk of those people are the lowest of the low. And I, I would think that a lot of those people who did find themselves in that situation where they felt they had no other option, maybe it's because they didn't have an education or they didn't have, you know, whatever it was in front of them. Um, yeah, maybe you could make the argument of when they started and when they decided to join the military, they started as untrained, unprofessional, you know, uneducated. But by the time they were out of the military, I'm sure all of those things have changed. So like that's kind of the thing. I, that's true. That's kind of the point where it, to me it was like, well, yeah, you can say, well, hey, when you joined the military, you know, you were just a schlub, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But like, I can almost guarantee you all those dudes that walked out had a new level of like expertise in life. This guy's a history teacher at El Rancho High in California. Gregory, uh, Gregory uh, Sildo, I believe is how you're going to pronounce this. Um, he's also a councilman in the city and was once upon a time a mayor. So think about that. Think about how easy it is to get these jobs, even though you can be this moronic and still land them. Here's what I'll also tell the high school teacher as we're talking about soldiers being the lowest of the low. We have high schools all over this country where teachers are teaching subjects in which they didn't get their degree in. How about you're the lowest of the low? But if I go out there and say that, I'm going to have teachers all over my ass, which of course is not my position. I don't believe teachers are the lowest of the low. But your own industry, are you teaching subjects from which you don't have a degree in? And you're going to argue argue with me or you're going to tell me that people that are actually putting their lives on the line are the lowest of the low. I'm the dude who hates when people get fired when they shouldn't be fired. I hate when that happens in this country. This dude should be thrown out of his ass right now. We'll hook you up with those charge tickets next on Rock 106.3.